Segura show. Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just okay. I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in me. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. tape the podcast with Johnny Pemberton, the name I just said of the person who is talking right now. Thanks for being here in this special envelope of time. Uh, this is how it's going to start, I guess. This, I mean, it's too late. It did start. This is how that's how it started, I guess. So That was a little song I sort of uh, did for you. I'm going to do a little bit more here coming up. I just thought I would first break, break in, in to say, say yeah, this yeah, is where this you are. are. That's where you are. I don't know where you are, but that's where you're listening to, which is which is where you are. Because I don't know if you don't feel like me, where you think you can hear. As long as you can hear, you know where you are. If you could, if you could be blind, but if you can hear things, you know where you are. So you are at uh, live to tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Starburns Audio Podcasting Sound Blasting Network situation. And now, 
with some more rest of this song. making fun of me they're so freaking big and look at little me suggest you just take a break, crack your back, and lay on back down and try to take a breath. Take a deep breath in through your nose and then blow it out through your mouth like you use a steam engine or something like that. Okay? Uh, also, be sure to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to do. It helps us out over here. The more ratings and reviews we got, the better they are. The more the people tend to come back and find us, and it becomes a more synergistic, synergistic sort of a, a palace castle, a palatial castle palace. Uh, I consider a palace to be better than a castle, but sometimes a palace implies that it's been built upon the backs of people who have been forced to work, whereas a castle is something that is created for defense to maybe help those all within inside the castle walls. Even though there probably is a lot of economic disparity inside the castle walls, I do feel like maybe a castle is a better way to think about things instead of a palace, because a palace implies a king. and a. But, you know, you could be a good king, and you could let everybody use your palace facilities, like a public swimming pool for everybody who likes to swim. Yep, you could do that. So that's just some ideas we're floating out there. We're also talking about the idea of using... The word stepping. Stepping is a word that describes a, a group of firecrackers, usually about 12 or more on a string. It's, uh, I guess it's probably a word. You know what I just realized just now? You know what I really just freaking realized? I, <laughs> hey everybody, it's your boy Johnny here. I was, that was a friend of mine, uh, Malcolm Stevenson, just now checking in and doing some voice work for me. I like to have that when we have the podcast here. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not super sure, but um, I not next. No, I'm not sure at all. Now I'm not sure at all. But the word stepping, maybe it's just spang or sting or spang. Stepping. If you know what that word is, stepping, let me know. You know that live to tape podcast at gmail dot com is the email. That's l i v e t o t a p e p o d c a s t at gmail dot com. Uh, I think stepping is in reference to. 
to fireworks, right? Isn't that what they call a little group of, like a little package of fireworks? It's called a stepeng. I remember reading that as a kid when I was really into fireworks, probably about 12 years old. I was pretty goddamn into fireworks. I found some in an old house. It was a big house. It was a goddamn, it was a fucking mansion, I think. And, and now looking back on it, it was a very large house. But it was in, a, it was in Rochester, Minnesota. So what, do, what does that mean? I don't even know. It's more of a farmhouse, probably. And I'm poking around. I'm digging around, like, up. I guess almost like in a ceiling tile type of thing. But it was just such an old house. This is obviously, they didn't have ceiling tiles back then. No, they didn't have them. So I uh, was poking around. And I found this box. And it had a bunch of of uh, M60s or M80s, I think, and Morning Glories, which are, Morning Glories are like really big time uh, sparklers. And I was, I was fucking excited as hell. They even had a label on them. They were from Island Fireworks, which is a place in Wisconsin, right across the river there, not about four to five minutes from, from that part of Minnesota. And I found these fucking things and I, they were all dusted up and all sort of been to hell and back. And I freaking uh, lit up one. Of, I tried lighting up one of those goddamn morning glories, and guess what? Every by every third one tended to work because they were so old and probably gotten damped and stuff. But they worked. And same with those M, those M80s or M60s, whatever they're fucking called. I don't think they were M80s. M80s, uh, all that stuff is relative to to who makes the fireworks and stuff. But and I, so I got into fireworks, right? And I found about. So when you buy these little packages, the black cats, also known as ladyfingers, I think people call them that, but I knew them as black cat. Those little guys come in little packages of 12, typically, like a little brick that's about the size of a deck of cards. And that deck of cards there was called a stepping. And I thought that was the coolest word. I, remember, I just thought, I woke up today thinking about that word for some reason. I had like a, in a dream state in the morning here, I thought about that word stepping. And now I'm thinking, stepping, stepping. That word, that word, stepping, such a great word, stepping. But you know what? I think all that was now was just a misspelling of the word string. That's all it was. Because, you know, fireworks are made in China, right? (laughs) These ones, I'm pretty sure, are made in China. So all this time, for like the last 25 fucking years, I've been thinking there's a word named stepping, a word that exists in the world that describes a little brick of fireworks... And that word that everybody knows who works in fireworks knows, oh, that's a stepping of fireworks. Guess what? I think think it's just string, man. It's just a misspelling of string, man. (laughs) 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 All right. When you hear this. Rate, review, subscribe. Also, the only way to support the podcast is to go to patreon.com slash live the tape. It's still the best and only way to support this here podcast. If you like what you're listening to, get on there, log it up on in, and pledge your support on a monthly basis. It keeps this rocking and rolling. It keeps the wheels greased, the hair slicked back, and the wind blowing north northwest across the right ear, across the face, and it leaves the left in the shadow of the wind, which allows us to canter into the wind when we want to get dried off but enough to keep us frisky and keep the bugs out the eyes and faces and stuff like that. If you like to eat chicken, we recommend uh, you fry it up first and then you can broil it, bake it, or uh, do it in a sick fricassee type pan situation with eggs on it. Okay. Um... Uh, I'm going to welcome my guest.
podcast. It's a wonderful guest. You're gonna love this. We talk about more music than any other guest that ever had the podcast. We've never covered so much musical ground on the podcast. It's a little bit bewildering, but 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 so is everything cool. Let's begin now. Oh, what's this? Oh shit, I have it, I've heard it. This is great. Thank you. I'm gonna do a little of this. Where's that? Where's it? Oh shit, do you want one? I'm good. Those are phones right there. Can you hear everything? Yeah. We've begun. Yeah, you know Boss. Sure thing. Boss, subsidiary of Roland, or is it there? I almost brought in a pedal today. Really? What was it? Um, that green thing. I'm <laughs> such not, a, I'm not a gearhead at all. <laughs> right? It's like, Thank God you're not, it's, right? I'm, yeah, well. <laughs> There's so many fucking gearheads out there. It's, there are. It's, too many. But, uh, uh-huh. it's, I'm getting confused because I play out of this one little cube thing called right. a Line 6, but I feel like the pedal is called a Line 6 as oh, well. Oh, the Line 6 thing, it's, it looks like a little bean, right? Um, Reggie Watts uses. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bean. It's a line. Six. No, no, no. It's, a, it's like big and green. Right, but it's yeah. like it's a bean. Like it's sort of like a round. It's, it's not a, square. It's a rectangle. Maybe, maybe they changed the shape of it. I don't know. It's a delay module, right? Correct. Okay, that's line six. They make a delay module. Uh, listeners, you're listening to Live the Tape with Johnny Pemberton. My guest is Jessica Espaleta. Does that, does that right? Espaleta. Espaleta. <laughs> Espaleta. And uh, we're talking about a delay module here. If you work <laughs> for line six, please go ahead and email right now. And uh, even though we're not live, technically, if you want to email right now from line six and let us know what that is. It has no rounded edges. Um, oh, fuck. Maybe it does. Maybe I think I'm it tripping. does. I'm tripping. I think you're tripping. It's got round. I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a cool thing. I don't have one. I don't know why I haven't got one yet. Yeah. But I'll get one. I feel like this is enough for me right now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying everything that's happening with the wall. You still have a lot of options available to you. You can, you can go different places. Some of the uh, some of the effects are a bit chancy, like this one. All the ones are basically useless, like this one right here. You can like I can mix it. 
and I can hear something sound I mean, What's the yeah. point if you're mixing? This is full. You can split, That's the, full. split the difference and hear. Yeah, but you know what I mean? If I split the difference, like that just sounds like someone else is mimicking me from behind. Right. You know? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't Cookie Monster is standing behind you. I don't get a whole lot out of that. I like. I'd rather just have the full. I want full wet. <laughs> I like full wet mix pretty much all oh, the time. Oh, I like this AM radio sound. Kind this of. is a good one. This is considered, this is what they call megaphone. See, how, how, how you sound now? This is megaphone. This how is, you doing? Yeah, it's, <laughs> got, it's OT. It's old-timey style and stuff like that. So, But you can do all kinds of stuff. But now we can also do not, or we can just do this. This is my favorite effect of all, the one that I think is the most underrated, is this. I'll show you. This is it. It's. Uh, can you hear that? Oh, yeah. It's like the lightest of phasing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like sustainable for regular talking, but it's not regular talking. We're it's like, it just goes a little light. deeper, man. I'm being lightly phased right now. <laughs> just the lightest of phasing. When you asked me to bring an instrument, I was like, oh, should I bring my guitar? And then I realized I didn't have my phaser. And I'm oh, like, right. I can't really jam without a phaser. So. Are you a big phaser person? <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to like jam on guitar and not play like a... A written song. Okay. Like, you know, if I'm going to get loose, then I need like phaser and delay probably. What kind of phaser do you use? <clears throat> Dude, I don't know what the Small fuck Small stone? <laughs> no. Really? So you're not. That's so funny because I grew up. I'm just like, it's a blue one? <laughs> blue one. Uh, listeners, you don't know, Jessica is a guitar and bass player, right? And drummer, yeah. And drummer. And you play in a bunch of different bands. A couple bands, yeah. What's the, what's the number one band on the pyramid for you? Dude, I can't. Uh, currently, how about that? Currently, currently, you the busiest s- band is LA Takedown, but then LA Takedown. the other band uh, with Bart Davenport were mm-hmm. called Bart and the Bedazzled. We're Bart and the Bedazzled. <laughs> we were busy right up until LA Takedown was busy, and then we're and then the Bart band is going to Europe in the fall. Oh, how long are you gonna be in Europe? Um, probably not long. We're mostly just Spain. He's he's so done what, well. Three Sp- days? No, like last time we did Spain, it was like a, you know. T- uh, 14 shows in 16 days. Oh. Just Spain. It was so fucking amazing. To Parma ham. <laughs> cutting the ham off the sleeve. That's fucking insane. I mean, that to me is, I've never toured in Europe. But if you're a band, you get to do it all the time. There's some sort of weird thing. What is it the fucking Europeans love about American music? I don't know. I think Bart is, uh, his songwriting is really like, he's... Uh, What's the word? He's very earnest, and it's, and they really like '60s influenced stuff. Okay. You know, he's kind of was a mod in the '80s oh, and stuff. Yeah, and so he's kind of had a career in Spain since like the early '90s. Oh, so he's something. an old school cat. He's an old school. He cat. was a mod. Yeah, like, he was one of those mod dudes in the '80s. Totally. No yeah. way. That's crazy. Yeah. Scooters and blues. That's right. <laughs> Taking speed and he, fucking <laughs> putting lots of mirrors on things. He's gone through a lot of. Phases. That's so. How so? Those are the two main bands you play in right now. Correct. And LA Takedown has um, playing on Dublap. Oh wait, this is probably not going to air. Like, in, well, it doesn't matter. But uh, people can find it on the archives in Dublap. That's that, that's true. Dublap archives everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, most Mondays in July, except for the first one, we're doing the 
residency at Zebulon. And oh. LA Takedown, and we'll have different like guests every week. And Really? The last show of the residency is like all covers. We're doing a Peter Gabriel song. <laughs> <laughs> Full Peter Gabriel? Full Peter Gabriel. There's Rototoms, Splash Symbol. Oh, oh my God. Man, the Rototoms. Yeah. The first time I saw some Rototoms was in a guy named Jeff's basement in Minnesota, <laughs> and he was a drummer. You're from Minnesota. Where yeah, exactly? Yeah, from Rochester, Minnesota. Whoa, don't know it. Hey, I've always wanted to ask you this, because ask I saw you, your act once, and you mentioned Kill Rockstars. I did? Yeah. The label? Uh-huh. Okay. And I worked there from 94 to 2001. Oh, I didn't know that. But before I ever saw you or met you, your name sounded familiar, and I was wondering if you ever wrote to Kill Rockstars and ordered records. Ooh, I don't think I did. Oh, okay. I don't think I, I may have actually, but I don't think I wrote, I wasn't that indie. Okay. I wasn't like indie enough at that, during that period of time. Uh-huh. I started getting into indie stuff probably like when I was in college, which would be 99. Okay. Before I was still I, there. I started, but I didn't think, that, that was more like I was working at a radio station I was working at a college radio station, WVFS Tallahassee. Did, maybe we mailed you stuff or something. You definitely, oh, Kill Rockstars was huge at the station. Oh, Big okay. Time. Maybe I saw your name in that maybe. capacity because I used to have like zip codes memorized, like kids' names. I just would write to so many kids all over the country and the world. Like, well, I so just, you like, worked there, but that's kind of like the heyday, isn't it? It was kind of a heyday. We put out, I was there right when the Elliott stuff came out. And, this is in Portland? Um, Olympia. Olympia, Washington. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to thought it was Portland, but you, it moved to Portland so eventually. But. Did you grow up there? I didn't. I'm from Northern California. Where in Northern California? Kind of from Oakland, but I lived in tiny towns and north of there too. Little tiny shit towns. That's right. <laughs> One of them uh, was called Boonville, California. Boonville, and it had its own language in the early 1900s called How is- Boontling. <laughs> is that is that sort of like the beer? Uh, it, the beer is from there, yeah. Okay. I was I lived there when the brewery opened in 1987. We moved there in 1983, and the population was 400. Why is it called Boontling? Um, anything that comes it? from Boonville is Boont. So, like, you have the Amber Ale, Boont Amber Ale. Right, yeah, Boont Amber Ale. My mom worked at this uh, health food store called Boont Berry Farm that's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you go there, there's pictures of me as a kid on the wall and... The berry farm? Boot berry farm. 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 We're back here on Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson. My guest is Jespo Lita. Jespo. You go by Jespo? I go by Jigs, Jiggy Jespo, Jespo Lita. is pretty good because that is obviously a first classic. First and last. I love combining first and last. It's a great. I, I'm, I'm like Jemberton then. That doesn't quite jive quite as you well are. as that. You're John Burton. John Burton, Jim. Yeah, I guess I'm John Burton. Yeah, which is it, it <laughs> it's works. pretty good. But you, we were talking about, uh, we'll go back and talk about Boont. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. The fucking language thing, I don't understand that, how that's possible <laughs> in America. I guess. In the West Coast. I get the East Coast thing because it's always like, you know, backwoods, Scottish weirdo people who like. Apparently the people that settled in the Anderson Valley were right. um, Nordic. And so there's Nordic, like weird. Nordic, not Welsh? No, it's like. Norwegian and uh, so the language is sort of a combination of like English gibberish and Norwegian jeez and there is a diner called the Horn of Zeus which means cup of coffee in the language the Horn of Zeus Horn of Zeus and then uh, there's 
there was like only like three, two or three telephone phone booths downtown, and they didn't say telephone at the top. They said Bucky Walter. What the fuck is that? It means telephone. Bucky Walter. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking patois <laughs> shit. I just sent on the Bucky Walter now. Call me up bo- now. Bo- <laughs> call me up on the. Call me on the Bucky Walter. <laughs> have you been to the Bucky Walter? I say we have quite a good day on the Bucky. <laughs> what the fuck is Bucky Walter? It's a, it's it's a neat language. There's a book about it. You can read oh. about it, and then there's a you can there's a. What is it, a glossary or whatever? Yeah. The words. There. I can't believe that. I've, I haven't heard about something that, that's that novel in a long time in terms of just being like... It's pretty interesting. Wow. So yeah. did you know any of that stuff or no? Um, I just remember a few things, and the only people that could speak it fluently um, when I lived there was an elderly couple that owned an ice cream parlor, and you'd go in there and ask them to speak it, and they'd be like... This is kind of like heartbreaking in a way. <laughs> I think about that. I'm kind of just like, oh, it's dead. Yeah, it's- those people are dead now. They were the last people that could speak it. Isn't that weird to think about how much stuff like that is gone? And it's like just it's never, it's never coming back. Oh, it's yeah. just fucking straight up gone. Embrace impermanence, dog. You gotta. <laughs> That's like the same thing with like... I was in uh, Denver recently... Maybe it was someplace else. Maybe it was North Carolina. Denver's dark, dude. Denver? I've, I mean, I had a fucking great time. <laughs> but I was only there for a very limited amount of time. I, I was the first time I did comedy there, and I was like, this is a great place to do. It's a great place oh, to do comedy. Okay. It's, like, stunningly great. It's different for rock and roll, I think. I bet it is. <laughs> it's kind of crispy. It's kind of got a little bit of a wook energy going on there, right? You know what yeah. that means, right? Wh- tell me. Wook? Tell me what that is. Oh, Wook is short for a festival Wookie, which is basically like the standard explanation is a white deal with dreads oh, who is sure. sort of like, oh, yeah, oh can absolutely. I borrow everything? Super like Boulder coming into Boulder, Denver. Doing lots, lots yeah. of ketamine. They're like, I have a business idea and I'm going to do it in Denver. And it's like this giant like shopping mall yeah. know, downtown. and Booty bumping, uh, <laughs> Molly. Or I think it's called boofing. You heard the term boofing? No, I haven't. That's a term that means to put drugs in your asshole because <laughs> you're so your nostrils are so fucking blown from doing whatever you do because you're a wook because you're going to see bass nectar. Okay. I think that, this is all like stuff that I kind of not tangential knowledge of. Also because I used to be kind of into like fish and stuff like that when I was in <laughs> high school. When I was playing bass in high school, I was really into jam music. You know, like SCI. You know what SCI is? No, what's that? This is like you're so cool. You don't know. About this stuff, string cheese incident. Oh no, I know. Oh, STI. Yeah, of course, of course. It's one of the worst. Not STI. It's, it's SCI. Wait, string, oh, string cheese. cheese All right, it's Not a band. S- string t- cheese. Well, incident. STI. Well, STI is something else. STI is something cool. That's like a fucking punk label, right? STI Records. Either way, okay. I just can't build. So you you live there in Boont. Correct. But then you left there at some point, huh, to go I to... I did, because I, I, it's weird. I lived there, like, first through fifth grade, and then I moved to, like, a bigger town for a while, and then I discovered... Indie? Underground punk rock. No, was I was the... so... I fucking hated <laughs> indie rock. Yes! That's the thing. Yes, I see. Cause about the I... 90s. I fucking hated it. I was, like, kind of a gutter punk. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was most definitely a gutter punk, but... Um, Indie is very different. But Indie's I st- got like a twee preciousness to it sometimes. I'm, yeah. It makes me kind of feel like, ugh. But I do like a lot of fucking twee and shit, but I, but like at the time, I was so... Anti. So anti. Because I kind of like grew up with like cool fucking shit. And by the time I discovered underground punk rock, I was like, oh, 
I'm not going to ever listen to anything on a major label. <laughs> what were you into before that? Like what were you into before underground punk? <clears throat> well, I my mom had Cool Records. I, oh, okay. I listened to this radio station that turned me on to so everything that I'm like still obsessed with. Like, like what? Um, I'm such a child of the '80s. Like, um, uh, dude, I I don't know, like the Cure and the Smiths. Like, yeah, like, but like know, back when it, it was something that was new. Um, yeah, well, even in, like, I remember my first favorite band when I was three was the Ramones because it was rock and roll high school, and I wanted to be Riff Randall so bad. How, do you, how does that work? How do you handle being, because this is something I've encountered with people from California, like my girlfriend, she's, she grew up here, and it's just, it, people in California, I find, get exposed to stuff that's super cool at such a young age that by the time they're, like, 13... There, where I hit like four years ago, like, <laughs> like being like, okay, I think I'm kind of over certain things, yeah. and now I'm I'm having to be selectively digging stuff to make piques my interest. Whereas, like you were that place, bef- like I just it just blows my mind to be so quote unquote cool, and you're so young because you just get exposed to so much stuff. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think I just um I just I was so obsessed with music like. That's a, my first memory is like the Ramones and like jumping on the bed to like uh, the Cure. Like, so your parents were like hipsters, kind of? Um, no, I, it was just my mom, my brother, and I growing up, right. and uh, she like um, I think she was kind of a jazz beau in oh, the seventies, okay. but then she like our dad. Um, was a drummer and he was like into Santana. I only know like a few things about him. He liked Santana and the Allman Brothers. I'm named after an Allman Brothers song. Okay. Um, oh, right, yeah. And he was a drummer. And um, so... So you came up in a musical family. Well, I guess... was important. It was like an important part I, of things. And she had some records and then she would have boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I think she met um, one of her boyfriends at a... Uh, rock pile show. Do you know rock pile? I've heard of rock pile. It's Nick Lowe. Play one of them. You know Nick Lowe. Oh, I fucking love. Nick yeah, Lowe. it's Nick Lowe and Dave Edmonds. Um, What's so a good te- rock pile? Song? Teacher, teacher. Okay, it's on the <laughs> fucking rock and roll high school soundtrack, I believe. Let's I can be wrong. This teacher, teacher by Rock. It's so fucking good. It's power pop. Oh, this is really smooth. It's so good. Jesus Christ! Everything Nick Lowe produces is just. It's beautiful. Instantly likable. I said this the other night uh, when I was on tour. I'm like, it's a power pop world, and we just live in it. <laughs> so likable. It's so good. Isn't that bass? Yeah, isn't Nicola a bass player? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's got that beautiful compression on it. It's just so like, rich. The licks. Here's a verse. Here's a chorus. Just that, a little Rick. Just that. Twelve string. 
So yeah, like I think my mom met a guy at a rock pile show okay. and she and he had cool records and I just it was like pretenders and the glow from there on. Yeah. You just around it. I was around it and then I became so obsessed with women, like I became so obsessed with Chrissy Hine, okay. Deborah Harry and the Go Go's and Bangles. Cindy Lauper and Madonna right. growing up, and I was just like really into women playing music, singing, but also just like the fucking Kara and the Smiths. Uh huh. Like, it was everything. Robert Smith, in a way, is kind of a woman. I feel like <laughs> he's so sensitive and effeminate, you know what I mean? He's got like that energy that's just so, like, I don't know. It just feels like he could never. You know what? One song I wanted to talk strong. to you about okay. is actually The Cure Disintegration. Okay. Um, it's a song because I because I love like bubblegum and power pop and all that stuff. Right. But, I, but I think the things that really get me are the most melancholy things that make me like fucking cry and get the chills and want to drown. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's just should we play some of this one. Yeah. It's just like it. this song fucking slays me. Which it, album is this off? It, the, the album is Disintegration, and this is the oh, right, title okay. track, but it's side two. Side two of Disintegration. I've told so many people this, but played at my fucking funeral. <laughs> this is side shit. two? Is this the right one? Yeah, this is it. There's something about, because I got into The Cure late. I don't think I've ever seen them live. I saw them but. live once, 91 or 2, Dinosaur Jr. opened, but I was Ooh. so young, I didn't fucking understand like live sound, and I thought it sounded really weird bad. and crazy. I saw so many shows in 91. Um, I was 12, I think. Um, some of the sound is going Yeah, I know. It's, we're losing it. I'm, I'm just trying to hang until it, until it goes all the way. We're like, we're like a plane with one engine right now. We're still flying, but... Um, oh, it's coming back. Okay. So, yeah, you saw them with um, Junior at 991. Yeah, 91, I saw a lot of shows. I was very much into Jane's Addiction and okay. Susie the Banshees, and I saw both of them, and I went to the first Lollapalooza. Because Robert Smith was in Susie and the Banshees, right? Or I think he, well, him and Susie had a project called The Glove. Okay. They made a record. It's so fucking good. The man. Glove? Yeah, and I think he played guitar a little bit here and there on other records, but. But yeah. you went and saw them, and you're saying how you. You didn't really want to really Yeah, I was like very confused. And I was in my gutter punk phase at the time. Okay. Um, and, but I, you know, I didn't like give up my love for the Karen the Smiths when yeah. I was like into the Gilman Street shit that I was into or whatever. Because, I mean, the Cure do have a special, there's something about them. They kind of transcend a lot of people's tastes. Like one, one of my friends who, uh, the person who hired me at WVFS Tallahassee, at the, my college radio station. Okay, so you grew up in Minnesota, but you went to college in Florida. Yeah, I went to Florida. college in Florida. Okay. Because I just did. Is that when you got into crawfish? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. My, I mean, my mom's from Louisiana, so. Oh, I fucking, okay. I, um, that's sort of, I was always had like my toe in the south. I was very fucking impressed by your fucking party well, the you. other day. Oh, my God. It was, it was fun <laughs> to do that. I had, I did a crawfish boil, you listeners. Really, you really, it's I, fun to do I it. I had no idea. I had no idea that that was possible. It's not. I mean, it's you nuts. just have to pay some Cajuns to ship you a ton of crawfish, <laughs> yeah. which they happily do because they charge you out the ass for it. But yeah. I'm it's sure. pretty fun. <laughs> I, I get, there's such a novelty to seeing these little creatures, and then um, 
their little yeah. beady eyes. And you cook them, but you, you're eating them, so you're not like they're not going to waste. Oh, I must confess, I was terrified to crack open the thing, so yeah. I, I had someone like just give me a little piece, and I tasted yeah. it, and it was awesome. There, it's a it's a taste that it's. I mean, you're not really tasting the crawfish as much as you are tasting the broth. Sure. So that's what I like is the chemistry of making the broth because yeah. it's really like this kind of like. I was gonna say voodoo, but that's such a stupid word. But it's like this sort of. Um, but Louisiana, that's appropriate. Yeah, it's the <laughs> thing where you're you're mixing all these things to create a broth, and it's never exactly the same, but it's always got like a similar taste. It's so funny we're talking about crawfish I know. over the fucking. This song is so fucking like sad. The saddest thing ever. <laughs> Listen to this song though. It's I mean, just I like it's just like the end of like everything. Well, that's what I want to, that's what that's what I want to say about the cure. I feel like is to me because I got into them through living here and it's something where I realized I mean I obviously I learned about the whole Smiths thing where it's like people like there's a I lot only of got one on. yeah me too yeah. Uh, how much uh how big the Smiths are in the the Latin community oh yeah it's like, enormous here there's it's like comical. documentary documentaries there's people who don't it. know that though yeah. there's people when I would tell them cuz I had a, my old first roommate here was a Mexican guy and his brother was a DJ, and his brother had a fucking neck tattoo of Morrissey's <laughs> face. I remember seeing it like a few days after he got it, and I was like, "Why the fuck do you have that?" And he was explaining to me, "They like, love oh, the you... drama of yeah. Morrissey." Yeah, but there's a lot of people, there's a lot of white people who just don't get that. And yeah. I would tell like a long joke about it on like a stand-up joke about it, and there's people who who were white people who didn't get it, but then I play, I do a show someplace with like a, a majority Latino audience, and it's like. People lose it's their the shit. shit. Yeah, it's like oh my god, you're like making fun <laughs> of us in a way that that uh, no one else would do. Like a white, like you're a white guy making making a joke about something that we don't hear white people make fun of. But and I, I think it was just so interesting because I, I was saw I saw Depeche Mode about five or six years ago. Oh, you didn't go to the recent. Bullshit. I didn't go. I wanted to. I got to, to go to one. It was nuts. And that's the same thing. Depeche Mode is the Five same Five nights. Way. You know that that's Ugh. never happened? Like, the bowl serious? has never been sold out for, like, for four or five nights Those in a row. Those are just, like, It's insane. insane. They're so huge, and especially in Southern California. People just love the fucking they, dark shit. They love it. And it's, <laughs> I, I was so, I, when I first saw that, I just thought it was such a cool thing, because... What a weird subset. There's like people who grew up who were like second generation. They're, they don't. Most of them don't speak Spanish, or if they do, it's like it's like they learned it in the United States. And it's like this thing where it's these bands like The Cure, Depeche Mode, and also like Metallica and fucking <laughs> shit like that is so fuck. I mean, that's Just more like, South America. It's such but. like a base emotion that they connect yeah. to. But I I do it too. Like I'm totally guilty of like. I fuck yeah like just give me that ex- like chunky like dep- enormous piece British of guy. <laughs> British guy British <laughs> guy the fucking British guy it's my Come, jam okay it's just I, the irony of it it's so funny to me um, have you ever listened to the chameleons before I haven't even heard of the chameleons okay the chameleons are one of my favorite bands I okay. heard them for the first time when I was a kid what on the radio Tears is the first song that I heard. Tears, right. but the bonus track album, you're going to find two versions of Tears. There's an acoustic version and... Uh, is it on Spotify? Yeah. Okay. But go for the bonus track. The Chameleons. The Chameleons, yeah. How come I never heard of this? Um, They were early 80s, 
Manchester band. Okay. Um, oh, that's always good. Yeah. Which album is Manchester, it uh, Strange Times. Strange Times. This is but such the, great album art. Such bonus, classic, I know. Like, old kind the of artwork bad is album. amazing. <laughs> kind of like good, bad. Good, bad. But uh, Tears. Tears. Bonus album version. Bonus album version. Should I hit it? Yeah, hit okay. it. Okay, so I heard this song on the radio, and I, I was fucking 10 or 11, and I knew how I was going to die when I heard this song. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm, I've told so many people this, and I'm like, ugh. But uh, gray ocean, gray sky, raining. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm so, drowning and dying. Are you driving, you're on a boat? No, just like alone in the ocean. So you're somehow <laughs> in the ocean. So you like maybe fell out of a helicopter. This song made me think of that. And I flipped out about this band. And I, I would go to Amoeba in Berkeley. Like Even though I lived like three hours away, my mom would... Went to the Berkeley Psychic Institute and she like dropped me off at Amoeba. Psychic would... Institute? Long story. That sounds like a story <laughs> I want to hear, actually. So she would drop me off at the record store and I'd go straight to the chameleon section. I never fucking found the record. And this is so goddamn British. Yeah. <laughs> but check this out 2011 right. or 10. I met Mark, the singer, the writer. The Chameleons did a show at Part-Time Punks, which is a club that I started that I need to tell you about. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but it so wasn't... It, pardon? Keep going, though, because oh, I, I okay. remember that. Part so Mark, um, he just had, like, a pickup band in L.A. Yeah. And he's, you know, a bass player, singer, a la, like, Steve Kilby from the church or whatever. Okay. Like, uh and uh, so he had this pickup band in LA, and it was this fucking glorious show. And I made sure that I was like a beeline to him, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking make friends with this guy. Uh-huh. A year later, comes back to LA, needs a band, and I'm like, and he he didn't want to play bass and sing, and I'm like, yeah. I'm your fucking bass player, dude. I so I have cool. to be, but I had to audition, and that was the weirdest thing in the world. How was that? What was that process like? Like, what? How, did you go to like, like a room? Well, I was actually working in a rehearsal studio at the time, right. so I booked free time, whatever. But uh, the song slid. Sparkling guitars. Oh yeah, this is great. It almost reminds me a bit of like the B52s a little bit, like darker. Yeah. Man, I love when you hear someone's voice like hit that threshold or it starts to scrape a bit. Like my example of that is always when Dave Kahan on that song um, "Condemnation." Fuck yeah. When he hits that scrape point. So you're saying you had to go, so you were booking the rehearsal oh, studio. Yeah. This, sorry, we just, yeah. Um, but the only person that was up against me in the audition was this, I guess, um, the daughter of the guy that signed them to Sire in 1986 or 7. Okay. She's the daughter of their A&R guy. And she is like this fucking, I'm not a fucking good musician at all. I well, think people I, just I, have me around because my vibe is like chill and fun. I mean, anyone who says they're not a very good musician <laughs> who's been playing music for like 20 years probably is really good. You know that <laughs> phenomenon, right? There's some old phenomenon where... 
I know that I'm not that good. I know that I'm not How's that? You couldn't. You couldn't. I'm good enough, and I think that it it all has to do with like being chill and fun and yeah. Like you, you'd rather be around this person than this person. Totally. Whatever. So, um, but this girl, like, I remember like a stud. Bass <laughs> I was player. DJing um, this night when they were trying to decide between me and her, uh-huh. and um, she is like a like a real pro. She plays with like in Slash's Sneak Pit or whatever, you she's know. She's a ringer. But she's she's a ringer and she's gorgeous, long bong hair, and she would like apparently at the audition she put her foot up on the monitor and was just like, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Getting and I'm like, you guys do you, you don't want what that. vibe are you going for here? Like right. someone that like really loves the band so much. I, I mean she loves the, the, the band too. Right. I don't know man. But uh you know anyways they chose me and I had to learn 14 songs in two days. And you could did do this that. West Coast tour and it was the most unbelievable thing to be in my favorite band. And also, like, the set was, like, two and a half hours or something. Holy shit. And, like, three encores and shit. Like, people go nuts for this band. That's fucking crazy. It was the best experience ever. I think now ever. That, that sounds, yeah, that's one of those things where something that, like that comes to fruition. It just sort of, it's overwhelming, I suppose. I couldn't believe it. I don't know how I've... It was. Totally I think I'll be depressed afterwards. <laughs> Very much. Things so. like that that are always when they come to an end. Anytime you realize something that you've been wanting for a long time that it happens, you're just always like, "What do I do now?" Right. And when you're in it, you're like, ah, "I shouldn't take this for granted. That's awesome. Oh my god!" Yeah. But it's fleeting, and I j- it just happened to me. I was just on the most amazing tour. When was this? Just now. I just oh, got home like just like three or four days ago. Not the chameleons thing. Okay. The chameleons thing was years ago. Right. Uh, seven years ago. What but, was the most recent tour? Um, LA Takedown just did a tour with the band The Sea and Cake. Okay. You know band? Yeah, uh, that's like an old school Chicago band. Is that Correct. John Herndon or who is it? Herndon's not in it. Herndon's in Tortoise. It's John McIntyre, right. Archer Pruitt, Sam Precop, and Doug McCombs. Like, these are like post rock. Post rock. Yeah. These are like the buzz post rock as it gets. They are fucking shredders. And these are post, I, post. These are your 1999 post rock <laughs> shredders. Exactly. John McIntyre, Archer Pruitt, exactly. Chicago based. What's the label again? Is it 480? Uh, no, Thrill Jockey. Thrill Jockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are thrill jockey studs, all married with children, and I fucking ripping the skins. I really jazz thought based. Like, we were gonna be on tour with them. Where I was like, oh, these guys are in their fifties. I'm gonna, I, you know, I'll be the only smoker on tour. I'm gonna cut back because no one's smoking around me. I really am a, like, if someone's smoking, I want to smoke, yeah. and if someone's drinking, I'm gonna drink. But I, so I thought I was gonna. Oh, they're like older and have children, and but the opposite. been touring forever. It was the opposite. Yeah, like, I, know, I'll tell you why. I know why exactly. <laughs> oh, we just lost it. Well, the reason they do that is because those dudes are all fucking buttoned up at home, kids, and you go outside and tour, you're like, I'm going to... It's a, the whole weekend warrior shit is what it is. It's that. I yeah, I, yeah, but, when, but they... Yeah, and then it's their first record in a while, so maybe they're just, like, living it up. But either way, like, I had... The whole band, all of us, like... Usually we're a seven piece. We had to scale down to five and do this whole new thing. Um, but you weren't playing with C and Cake, were you? No, You're but um, the, the LA Takedown. LA Takedown, yeah. but uh, we were sharing a bus with them. Oh, and so we were all in yeah. each other's shit. And um, my God, they were so great and so delightful. And you know, 
they can deal with like how young and dumb and nerdy we are. And, I like, guess I don't think that, I don't think that's not the case. Kind of the case party animals, like, but like in a chill way, like not in a gross way, right? Like, how long was that tour? It was. Uh, we just did um, maybe like ten shows in like twelve days. That's a lot, like that. though. That's heavy. But uh, but I was gone longer than that because there was like travel days and stuff. Whatever. But fuck, man, it was so fun and it was so glorious. And I like am like cherishing like this text from Archer Pruitt where he's like, "That was the greatest touring experience of all time." I'm like, "Really? You've been touring a lot longer than I have." Yeah. Like, that's very fucking sweet. It takes a long time to get it right. <laughs> yeah, we were just all down to clown. We had lots of giggles. I bet. <laughs> And we're back. We're listening to live to tape uh, with me, Jimmy Jackson, David Geffen, uh, <laughs> Dave Pemberton, also known as uh, uh, Daddy's John, Big Red Truck. Wait, what is it? John John Burton. John Burton, uh, Johnny Pemberton, the third. Uh, my guest, <laughs> Jess Belita. Jess Belita. Jess Belita. <laughs> and we were talking about some stuff, and we. Um, Oh, you're talking about the touring with the great band, and then we're talking. But got me thinking about because you mentioned that you started this thing called Part Time Punks. What is that? Well, um, me and my friend. Oh, this actually happened in Denver. We were talking about okay. Denver. Um, I was on tour with like the first band I made a record with. Um, what band is that? It was called Love Is Laughter. Okay. We were on K Records. Isn't Love Is Laughter a song from some other band? I have no idea where no. Sam Jane got the name Love Is uh, Laughter, but uh, that's what we were called. And I was never into the name. I don't know. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, Sam, guess what? That's not a good name. That's like the, that's like the most like not rock name ever. But also, <laughs> now at age 40, I'm like, sure, Love and Laughter is everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, um... So, yeah, maybe I should embrace that. But anyways, uh, so I was on tour when I was 20. I had a fake ID, and um, we played a lot of bars on that tour. And we were in Denver, and um, I met these kids outside that were all my age, like 20. Mm-hmm. And I snuck them in through the back door. And But the great thing about that bar in Denver was that, like... They gave us, like, 15 drink tickets each, but each drink ticket was good for a pitcher of beer. (laughs) This is something that has not happened in a long time. This is a a done—this is pre-2008. This is no longer—it's probably against the law. Totally. Probably a federal crime to give a a pitcher of beer away for—how dare you? And fucking— Clubs are so stingy these days. Oh, my God. It's insane. It's so insane. And— Fuck the world. Anyways, so I snuck these kids in through the mm-hmm. side door, and I'm still very good friends with Ben and this guy Sam, surfing Sammy. And um, so Ben, eventually, we both lived in L.A. at the same time. We were working at Amoeba. I worked at Amoeba from 2002 to 2009. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Ben uh, met this guy, Michael Stock, who currently does part-time punks but the three of us started it together and I was the person with all the friends um, right the and, but, they, but they were the guys with like all the records I had records and <laughs> but I did not have all the records I got pushed out like week two 
of part-time punks. Like, really? It's the longest running club at the Echo, I think. I think so. I, I, I've been hearing it forever. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's a night. 13, 14 years. Yeah, it's a night every Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started this club. We argued about the name. Like, should be called Smashing Time? Like, which, huh? which TVP's song should we name it after? Right. Or whatever. When we say TVP's, you mean the television personalities. <laughs> Correct. Probably one of the greatest um, punk bands of all time. Yeah, DIY punk, just beautiful. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's listen to one of their songs. Sure. This is a song that I don't. I feel like this is not on their first record, is it? King Country? No, no, no. It's later. This is because well, their first record's from what year? It's like '78 or something, or earlier. Mm. Mm. The first record is called Kids Just probably. Love It, right? Kids Just Love It. I don't know. That's the thing. Is like I just grazed the surface of everything. I'm not. And don't a the kids just love it? Expert. I just got to know this right now. Kids <laughs> just love it. I mean, um, I feel like the, they are to me. The, I just I just googled this right. Mm-hmm. Television personalities and don't the kids just love it? The first link in the shopping section mm-hmm. for this album is on Walmart. Shut the Walmart front dot com. Door. You can buy. <laughs> you can buy TVPs at Walmart. That's, so, That's funny. so insane. This is '81. Okay, so this is probably. But they had some singles and stuff before that, probably. This is this is yeah. So this is a single before their first album. So mm. that's why I don't know this. Mm. So this is super cool. Oh, I didn't know that that King and Country was earlier. But this is. is my favorite TVP song. Here it is. Super Birds. Fake Birds riff right here. The killer so cool. thing is that drum machine in the background. Like, that's what makes these guys so special. It's so primitive, too. Like, they can't really play it great. We all sing your medals on a wet weekend. So good. Polish all your military ornaments. It's almost like an impersonation of romantic stories about the British sound. And it's kind of out of tune. Brilliant. It's just so jangly and so like. Yeah, it's so. I love a minor key. Tell ya. So pleasantly nostalgic. Minor is the only good sound there is. And I really love people that just reference shit constantly in songs. Just like talking about movies, talking about books, whistling. (laughs) (laughs) There's a band I wanted to talk to you about a little bit. Have you heard the Go Betweens? I feel like I have. Kin country. This is so good. So good. Kin country. Kin country. This is like a missing song I didn't know about. This is it. <laughs> Somehow I've never heard this. That snare yeah, away. Sounds like a failure. <laughs> so wake up fucking cool. In the middle of night. This is the only one I like when a lot is this song. Right 
is off at. Yeah. First one. This is Jeffrey Ingram. Oh, Jeffrey Ingram. Jeffrey's got a nice new suit, he bought it yesterday. Ten pound in and off they shop their hammers with full weight. All the kids admire him, Jeffrey is the face. Jeffrey is the kind of guy who always gets away with that. It's almost like you're listening to like a punk version of uh what's it called um Jeffrey's shot Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> <It's> like shit. <laughs> it's like you can see this you could see what's his name? What's the guy from television personalities? Dan Tracy. Yeah, you could see him as like this little punk shriveled tardling who is in the world of of Harry Potter. He's like the, the little punk. Like Harry, hey, we've got to go here. I don't want to go. I'm all, oh, I'm just, I'm all naked about it. That or this song, the fucking Dorian, picture of Dorian Gray. Picture of Dorian Gray. Can I tell you about something, yes. though? Um, okay, there's this guy, Simon Fisher-Turner. Have you okay. ever heard of him? I have. I don't know why. Simon Fisher-Turner is, okay, in the early, mid-70s, he was like a teenager, and he had like a... Like a bubblegum glam career. Okay. And he had this song called Sex Appeal. Right. Oh, my God. His glam shit was so fucking cool. And then um, he... um, Okay, there's this guy, Mike Alway, who did this label called L Records. Right. Um, Do you know about the L Records? I don't think so. E-L. Um... It. They they put out, like, Momus. Have you ever heard Momus? Yeah, Momus. Yeah. So... um, And then... like, so, Mike Alloway was, like, this pop Svengali guy, and he's like, I want you, Simon Fisher-Turner, to do this other personality, the King of Luxembourg. And so, there's this fucking King of Luxembourg record. Look up his version of Picture of Dorian Gray. Ooh. TVP's cover is beautiful. It's, like, 82. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, this it's is beautiful. Simon Fisher-Turner. Simon Fisher-Turner as the King of Luxembourg doing... Picture of Dorian Gray. Picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, TVP's cover, and then um, so they're they're doing because Picture of Dorian Gray is it um, is TV or TVP? Are they covering that as well? No, that's TV, their song. Yeah, it's, right, it's okay. a TVP song. So this is it. There's two versions here. There's the King of the King of Luxembourg, Picture of Dorian Gray, which is three minutes long. There's mm-hmm. also a, the the King of Luxembourg. Well, there's we'll see. We'll just see what this one is. Yeah, this is it. This is it. I'll invite the world to stay So everyone can see A picture of Dorian Gray <laughs> We'll sit by the river This is a deep reference, Jessica. This is yeah. like a fucking deep, deep reference. But check it out. On this record, he does this PIL cover of. Oh, do shit. you know the Do you know the song Pop Tones? I don't think so. What album is that from? It's on Second Edition, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about PIL is also <laughs> code for. If you worked in a record store, PIL or Pill is code for Public Image Limited, which is, I believe, uh, John Lydon's uh, second band, which is one of the greatest. It's like the the quintessential post-punk is a thing. Oh, wait, did I finish talking about part-time punks? No, you didn't, though. Okay, um, but put on King of Luxembourg's <laughs> cover of Pop Tones. Okay. It's so beautiful. Pop Tones, a song. This is gorgeous. They made it like this gorgeous thing. Okay. Oh, my God. But I want to hear the rest of the story, though. Okay, so part-time punks, um, I got pushed out after, like, week one or two. Like, I saw in the LA Weekly, it was like... DJ 
Ben White and Michael Stock, guest DJ Jessica Splita. I'm like, and I showed up with all my records. I'm like, yo, why am I the guest DJ? Right. <laughs> this is. I thought this was my club night. And they're like, oh, we decided, you know. We're gonna do this thing, and I'm like, oh, we said oh, we're gonna be boys and do like, cool. like all my friends are coming, yeah, you know, because I was the person with all the people, yeah, that would come, and they were just the guys that, you know, I I I wanted to play, you know, all my bubblegum, free beat, soul, reggae, right, whatever Anything. vibes. I just I can't. Genre specify. I cannot DJ like that. It's like, really I have hard. To play. It sucks. I'm like, this is the shit that I dance to, and it doesn't fucking have a name on it. Mm-hmm. It's just a vibe. And so, when they wanted to streamline the post-punk genre, mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, like, yeah, okay, do that. I, you know, whatever. And but it, that's why it succeeded is because it's just a post-punk night. Oh. You know, I guess, but it's also just marketed as that, though. So well, if you show up and you're like, "Oh, you're also serving ice cream," I came <laughs> for steak, but I'll have ice cream. No one's going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I think that people that show up probably will be pleased with whatever happens. But um, at the time, I'm just like, "Well, yeah, I don't know. I, it's not what I want to do. I want to do whatever." Like, but do also, whatever you're not just you know, you play. Do you consider yourself you're more of a musician than a DJ? Like I that's a bigger I, part of I your. I hate both of those titles, though. Really, I'm, what I'm do like, you want to be considered? I'm like a person that plays records at bars, right? <laughs> and I'm a person that plays music and bands, but yeah. I hate the words musician and DJ. Like I hate it. I hate DJ too, but sometimes it's like. You know, it's just, it's how language works. Otherwise, people don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. So it's like, yeah, I play records. Like, oh, so you're a DJ? Like, yeah. Cause, uh, no, I'm a selector. I'm just like... A selector. Mm. But no one knows about that. If you say you're a selector, then the people are like... Unless, you know, the the 0.5% of the world that has any idea what that even means is like, oh, oh. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, back when I lived in Florida... There was a uh, Florida because Florida obviously has a, a rich history of terrible breakbeat music <laughs> uh, in terms of like techno uh, club music, and I remember one time talking to someone at a picnic table outside of a dorm, saying we were talking about music, and she was like, "Oh, you're a spinner." I was Ew. like, I know, that's how I felt too, <laughs> but she didn't say it in the way like that. It was more just like that was the word. That she knew to say right. that's a person who's a, who plays records. Right. And it's like, yeah, I guess that is. And it's it's just, it grossed me out. But really, it's just a fucking a way to describe something that other people understand. Right. If the, you live in Florida and like fucking Rabbit in the Moon and other kind of like breakbeat. I don't know what that is. It's uh, Rabbit in the Moon is like a trance group. Okay. Trance, breaks group. Breaks is a style of... <laughs> <sighs> It's like, it's that. That's what breaks is. Speaking of books, yeah, I brought a stylophone today. What's that? Do you not know what a stylophone? No. Is? Oh, oh, you're I like bringing an instrument. Yes. And I'm like, you want to bust it out? Sure. But I'm okay. not sure how it'll hook up. But let me. I bet it'll work. It has a speaker, right? It does. But when I use this speaker, like you can hear the tapping. Oh, that's okay. It's kind of part of the texture, right? <laughs> this is well. It's better when it just like. Comes out. Here it comes, the stylophone coming up. I need a light. Yeah. 
Jessica's currently unboxing it right now. Guitar, bass, and drums. This is made by. What corporation makes this product? There's a realistic. It's UK style phone. Dub rag. Okay. I had to play this Warren G song to just segue us. <laughs> Natch. Oh my god. Oh, I've never seen one of these before, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm really excited. You see this? As I've seen the ones, the, the little piano key things, but not the one where it's a. What the fuck is it? It looks like a steel pan, but it's not, is it? Okay. You okay. should like fucking. You can record like a beat. You can record a beat. There's like three settings of like... Holy shit, how old is this thing? This is like a newer model, but they were invented in the 60s. No way. But those are like pre-recorded onboard effects? Yeah. And so, and then setting two is the drums. Wow. And then this one is the... Like tones. Wow. It's got a line out? It's got a line out. What the fuck? And then you can, you know. You have to touch record. it with the stylus, though, huh? You have to touch it with this, which is annoying for, like, you can't. It's, use your fingers. What you if you can't pull, use like, your some... fingers and, like, and, and also, like, if you're recording it, like, it, it's just better when it's plugged in so you just hear the tone and rather than the tapping of the. What thing. if you put, like, um, oh, because it's making a connection, isn't it? It's making a. Um, it's making a, it's connecting a circuit, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work with your finger. So, listeners, what we're looking at here is a small box. It's kind of rounded. It's got a metal plate that has sort of little like lines between the plates. And there's a small pin with a wire connected to it. So I just made a loop. Wow. And so I'm going to play it, and then I'll play on top of it. With Jesus Christ, this is cool. <laughs> oh my God. Do you want to play with it? Uh, yes. <laughs> wow. This is too cool. Put it on the setting one, though, where there's the guy that's just like, one, two. <laughs> oh, wait, do you see the settings? Yeah. On um, the, the upper one. left? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, press the, the side. There's like a scratching thing. This? Yeah. What the fuck? How's that? That's the volume. Oh, wait. Right? Let me show you. Wait a minute, I just got it. Oh, what the fuck? So you can push the sides. Yeah. This is insane. How have I never heard of this before? This is like totally something I, I want to do. <laughs> how do I pause it? Um, you can just turn off the thing on the side. Yeah. How, how old is this? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I my friend center tuning. My friend got it for me for Christmas like two years ago. Or wow. <laughs> I have to get one. These are probably not that expensive either. No, I, I think like... they're like. 
40, 50 bucks or something? They just have like, this is something where, oh, I have to get a picture of this real quick. I'm going to get a picture <laughs> of this in my hand. Wow. It's fun as shit. You can spend an afternoon with it. Yeah. And just like be totally satisfied. It's sort of like <laughs> the ultimate tour bus companion, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we were on the bus, actually, there was some jamming going on with like some kind of sampler that I was not familiar with. And, but like, yeah, there'd be like the front lounge would be like jamming and the back lounge would be watching like uh, Running Man. <laughs> Running Man. <laughs> Like we that. watched some really shitty movies on the bus because that's what the bus was stocked with. But I had actually never seen mm-hmm. um, Running Man. What was the other? There's like two Schwarzenegger things. What's Marathon the other? Man? No. 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 Um, um, what's yeah. the other Schwarzenegger sci-fi thing? I don't know. It's the uh, Total Recall? Yeah, Total yeah. Recall. Oh, my God. I have never seen cool. it. It's so good. It's fucking good. <laughs> Where can people see you coming up on live and whatnot and um, all sort of things? You can hang at Zebulon every Monday starting July 9th um, the, for the next four Mondays, July 9th and whatever Mondays after that. And that's? Um, L.A. Takedown. Oh, We're an takedown ins- instrumental band, um, but with like fucking around with like guest singers and shit. And then the last night of the residency, we're just playing the music of Peter Gabriel. <laughs> and what if and you I'm, live in Spain? Also, wait, I'm also doing on the last night of the takedown residency, a China crisis cover band. Jesus Christ. Called Vagina Crisis. <laughs> um, you should play a China crisis song. Okay. Actually, Red Sails. Let's play out. this out. Yeah. This is a uh, China crisis, Red Sails. Yeah. <laughs> Red Sales. Yeah, and then oh, if you live in Spain, you know, I'll see in you in uh, November, December. Something like that. Purple Weekend. Jessica. <laughs> Espaleta. LA Takedown. Barton the Bedazzled. Barton the Bedazzled. Spain. Los Angeles. Boont. <laughs> this is wonderful. It is wonderful. What's go- How old is this? 82, 83. We're really getting some new stuff on this podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to sing. I wanted to be the singer. Why is he singing? I want to do it.